Sign up with BetMGM Sports using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5-2-22. Disclaimer. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Before you listen to last night's, or, geez, what should I say? Should I say episode 116 of Ladies? I just want to give you a preemptive. I have a severe cough. It's not COVID. Let me give you the spoiler alerts. Not COVID. But I cough a lot during this podcast. So if you find it unlistenable, this is your disclaimer. I don't always have this cough, okay? There, there will be other podcasts that I do without this cough, so keep that in mind. Here's what that cough might sound like, as I have one right now. <coughs> so, yes, that might happen a lot on the stream tonight, a lot on the podcast, but I thank you so much for downloading and subscribing. Here's another one. <coughs> so I hopefully will kick this cough very soon. Thank you so much for checking out Vleeties, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Vleeties. Just me tonight. No Kizak. I know that it's Tuesday. We couldn't even make it like two weeks of consistency of, hey, Tuesdays are going to be recorded and put on Subscribestar. And Vleeties, the wrestling shit's going to be free on Apple Podcast and Spotify. So if you want to hear me and Geezy talk, we're going to talk probably on Thursday. I'm going to put a tentative square there. It's going to be a tentative thing right here, circle. So I'm going to be hanging out with Geezy on Thursday, live on Trovo.live slash Fleeties. Everybody knows that. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to go over to Subscribestar once the audio is recorded. It's up there. It's $2. It's forever. You're going to enjoy it, I promise. But I'm here. So normally what we've been doing is Thursdays are kind of becoming the the wrestling Vleeties. Like that's the one where we talk about Vleeties. Sonic Geno's in the chat already saying, Collins, I'm already hanging out in my general chat because this is an important night. Now we're probably only going to go for an hour because of the condition of my throat, because of the condition of this cough. 
I have an important show tomorrow, okay? I have an important show tomorrow called The Whole Effin' Show. It's live on trovo.live slash TWFS. Uh, we were in Forbes, or at least Kevin was in Forbes. It wasn't even the whole fucking show. That was Raw's fourth hour. That made it in Forbes. Not me. Not I. So I was looking at, so as we've, and if you listen to T- TWFS, you know that Kevin and I are working towards the TWFS 100. Now, this is an idea that's been floated around for years. I mean, ever since the NFL 100. They, you know, they released, if they had a, a, a hundred of the greatest NFL players on one roster, here's what it looks like. There were some snubs. We all know there were snubs. I'm just trying to make sure nobody gets snubbed on the Vleeties 100 before we even get to the TWF uh, 100. Uh, I'm, let me let me check my Discord here. Gino, Gino, I made my I'm almost done with this Vleeties 100. I made it to like 70, 75. I left that list at work, but I'm sitting here with 70 wrestlers in front of me. Somebody's getting snubbed, but also somebody's getting overrated. I feel. Who do you think's being overrated right now for you? Who do you think shouldn't be there that you put on? So, so Rikishi is on this list. Now, I I, I was watching. So, like, there's a couple guys that are, for me, since it's 100, I did kind of, Rikishi came in at a point where I was watching some Bret Hart stuff on YouTube, and then I was like, oh, yeah, the Sultan, that's Rikishi. Wow, Rikishi's been around forever. Make Make a difference, Fatu. This guy's done it all. I think Rikishi's worthy of a top 100. But that but I still have 30 slots left. If he if I thought of him before 30 other schmucks, he's definitely in the top 100. He would at least like be right up there like in the 90s to 100 yeah, cuz I can get too cool. You have head trick with well, a head trick. No, was he in the head trickers? Yeah, sure. Him and Samu. Him and Fa- <sighs> they they there definitely was like a a wild Samoans, and then I do believe that Rikishi was the head shrinker. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. Which again, isn't racist like at all. So that's not long. racist whatsoever, by the way. Again, it's been like a long time since I've watched the like old WWS. I don't remember if he was in that group or if he came like a little bit later. But that's what I mean. Like, I Like going through this list, a big criteria for me is longevity because like on the TWFS 100 when we start talking, I'm going to bring up how The Rock was really only around for like six years. Like his career in wwe was awesome but it was also six years maybe it's because we just came from an era of one hour monday night raws with with sean and brett and you kind of saw them like once a week maybe and then you move over to the attitude era where it's like raw smackdown sunday night heat jacked no matter what you're seeing a promo package of the rock or something rock related but the rock was only around for six years as a wrestler so when i'm looking at longevity that plays a huge part because Rock wasn't there very long. Rikishi, very long career. And that is true, but at the same time, like you and me both feel and believe that Josh Alexander is probably one of the greatest wrestlers we have today that is still wrestling. But and he's only been like going for like a good few years, but like he's not been long compared to others. But that's, so we know, or at least feel, he should be in the 100. But that's, there's the, 100. but that's the problem, Gino, is like now that I'm looking at longevity and now that I'm looking at the 70s, like Bruno San Martino has to be on this list, even though I've only watched two of his matches, probably not all the way through. Like it's just one of those things where I am trying to think of this from a a a granular perspective of wrestling history. Now, if I was making a, a TWFS 100 
for the past 10 years, Alexander would be on it. But the fact that I've given myself such this criteria, like, like uh, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase is very underrated. Like in an era of Hulk Hogan's, where he's like this jacked up, huge. Same with even Macho Man, even though he was a smaller guy, was pretty yoked. Uh, Ted DiBiase came out there looking like everybody. Came out there looking like he worked at Kroger, and he he won that title for a couple minutes. All right, I know he gave it to Andre right after, but a, a Million Dollar Man needs to be in the top 100. I mean, then if you, I mean, I agree with that. The Million Dollar Man should be on there, but then you got to get him. Since we want to talk about like longevity, we then got to talk about uh, Mike Rotunda. We got to talk about IRS then too. That's what I was upset about. Was like I did think about that because my brain was working in a very connective uh, way today or yesterday, where it was like Hulk Hogan wrestled, and then I was like King Kong Bundy, not on the top hundred. Uh, yeah, I was like WrestleMania one. I was like Roddy Piper. Yeah, top one hundred. Paul Orndorff, I was like, hmm. Like, he's one of those guys where when I was younger and he was in WCW, he was awful. But in WWF, he, like, had, like, that whole Hogan and Piper feud never really had, like, this epic one-on-one match until WCW. The build strangely turned to Hogan versus Orndorff, like, at the end of 85 and 86. So, (coughs) realistically... It should have been Mr. Wonderful was the star of WrestleMania 1, but he was just so outshined by Rowdy Piper. But then WrestleMania 2, King Kong Bundy. 3, Andre the Giant. Now, he was a name that I even asked Kevin. I go, is Andre really on our list? Because, Gino, have you ever watched an Andre the Giant match? I've watched a couple. One, some like WWF, but then I watched like a new, like I think what All Japan, I think it was, or at least a Japan match where he hit the tombstone but like i've never like watched like f- a full career of his like i watched it i remember i bought the i got the judgment day 2003 dvd okay and it had exclusive matches on it now for those who remember judgment day 2003 big show versus brock lesnar in a stretcher match which ended with which ended with brock putting big show on a forklift but ignore all that ignore all that stuff uh so there was on that dvd they always had the match that happened on sunday night heat they would have that Sunday Night Heat match somewhere on the DVD. And then they would have, like, an old school match. And they had Andre the Giant versus, I think, not Giant Baba. Yeah, it might have been Giant Baba in a stretcher match. And I just remember, there's no commentary, by the way. This was, like, a house show Andre match. If Andre can move, he's doing, like, you know, he loved that fucking, uh, what's the move where you're, like, running and you just sit on them? It's almost like Earthquake, but... He did it in like a weird jumping motion, like, you know what I mean, like, like a sentence. like a leg drop, but almost like with your ass. Yeah, kind of like a senton, but the guy's already on the ground. So yes, like a modified like, senton. <laughs> yeah, so like, he uh, raised to do. Kind yeah, of, he's already doing that, and it's kind of funny because yeah, he's like really bouncing around. He kind of does look like an athlete, but it was just a shitty match. Like I, I just have never seen a like even the the Hogan Andre match. It's the perfect example of why WWF can make something like that good because it really is like Andre can't even like get in the center of the ring because he, he likes to hold on to the ropes while he wrestles. Like, There's all these reasons why that match should suck, but Andre had a great moment in that match. Is Andre a top 100 guy? I think because of what he also was able to accomplish, not just for him, but again for other like bigger men to be able to work and show their work rate, he should at least be in contention to at least be in the 100. Since again, you do have more spots because of how long he lasted, how much he impacted. 
bigger guys working like Big Show, uh, Giant Gonzalez. But I think it, a Big Show match, like, remember even a couple of years ago, Big Show was busting out sunset flips in a match just to, like, remind us that, hey, yeah, I know how to do that goofy shit too. I just don't wrestle that way anymore because I don't have Eric Bischoff telling me, yeah, do whatever you want, kid. Like, now that he's actually wrestling some of structure, he's like, why are you going to your knees, damn it? Get off your knees! So, yeah, like, Vince knows how to work with these big show fellers. But big show, like, if I, if you, like, if we're doing Dream Match, you know, WrestleMania Arcade, and somehow you're able to put, you know, a real-life match is, is going to happen in front of you, I would be watching Big Show versus Triple H way before Big Show Andre the Giant. Or Triple right. H Andre the Giant, rather. All right, well, what about this? Okay, we... Maybe we do put Andre on the back burner, then maybe not in the 100. But then again, for another big man that we should at least have respect for, what about Big Bad Bane? That was another name that I just stared at because I remember TWFS, like early days, when Danny Richardson was loving Vader. And I remember, like, even watching Vader, like, tail end of his WWF run, I never got it. And then even him coming out in WCW, like, 92 with his big head shit on. It's almost like, yeah, but he's still just like a really big... It's not like he's in shape scary. He kind of, like, I don't know. He just didn't... He never worked for me as far as, like, a, how is Ric Flair going to beat Vader? I don't know. Like, he was a big guy, but it, I never... Like, I look at him and I look at a guy like... At least Mark Henry's calf muscles were fucking crazy. And Mark Henry could bet to frying pan. I'm putting in Mark Henry over Vader. I can understand that. Again, like, with me growing up watching wrestling since I was a kid I was kind of scared of Vader because Vader looked like a killer, looked like he would kill people because of how big he was but like I can understand that Like, depending on when you got into it, how it would have affected your perception of who you think is scary or big now, so I can understand Vader not being on your 100. These are my favorite border ones that I've had so far though, like I, I this name I've, I've written down three times is Cody Rhodes one of the top 100 wrestlers of all time? And if he's not, is he the only Rhodes who's not on there? Because, well, besides Brandy, let's you know, let's be serious. Because I think Dustin, one hundred percent, with the Goldust character, with his work in uh, even his work right now in AEW, like I think Dustin, Dustin has proved, yeah, he can get it done in the ring. He can get it done. Like as a character, I mean Black Rain. You know, I don't know about that, but you gotta talk about him. If you brought up dust, you have to remember Black Rain. That happened. But it's Cody Rhodes, the- like Cody Rhodes, we have to remember. Like, remember him and Hardcore Holly as like the tag champs. Like, we have to remember that also. For like was, a month, they were tag champs. That was like Cody Rhodes as well. So, I don't know. Is Cody Rhodes a top one hundred guy? I love asking Gino all these questions. Get the Gino feedback now, because when Kevin and I release this list, your your word's gonna be gone. It's gonna be moot. Again, like, Cody is great. I don't remember seeing, like, a match where I thought Cody was at fault for it being a bad match. Right. So, like, I'd say he should be, at least in conservative, he should be, like, maybe right on the border, depending on who else you have there that you're questioning. Well, and that's the like, thing, is I do have, my list, as I'm looking at it now, is only at 64. So, there's, like, a lot of room where, like, what if by 99, and I know I keep saying this, what if by 99, I'm like, well, shit. I mean, obviously, James Ellsworth belongs on this list. Like, how is Tyler Breeze not in the top 100? Like, 
How would you not put Gilbert on there like you should? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't even have Goldberg on here now that I'm looking at this list. Wow. Now, Goldberg is absolutely deserving of a top 100 spot. It's just for, for some reason when I was writing names down, Goldust was the only G-O-D now, uh, name that came first. But, yeah, like I'm I'm really – let's I'm, I'm going to keep going. So now that I said Goldberg, I also – so the last name I wrote down was Taz because – <coughs> Jeez, there is value to me in were you an ECW champion? What's how, what is your longevity like? Taz, even though his, his longevity wasn't that long, he's managed to stay relevant as far as being an announcer. Now I know the argument can be made that The Rock has stayed relevant by making movies, but I think in the wrestling business, like Taz didn't change his name to Peter Sinertia and go make movies. The Rock became Dwayne Johnson. And le- and left us all holding the bag. Taz is easily top one hundred, right? Absolutely. Taz was amazing at ECW. He made you believe that he was an actual fighter, even though he barely would fight people. It seemed like Paul Heyman knew what to do with Taz, and Taz knew how to keep on with his character, even in WWF when Paul was kind of just there, not in control as much as he was in ECW. Well, and I'm and even with- who who else, like. And that was the other thing. Once I wrote Taz down, I mean, the first he's not the first ECW name that I wrote. Spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen. There was one other person. But then I wrote Taz because I was like, well, obviously, like when I think of ECW world champion, I think of Taz. When I think of television champion, I think of who I wrote number one, who I will not reveal here. I'm not going to say who number one is from ECW on the TWFS 100 slash the ladies 100 preliminary mock. It's not any of those, so I, I'm not gonna reveal those secrets. But I like there. So Shane Douglas does not make the 100. For what? S- the franchise. The franchise. WCW legend. I'm gonna write his name on the side here because, like, I just I wrote a couple other ECW names, uh, and by uh, by a couple other, I meant Tommy Dreamer, and I was like sitting there like, who is Shane Douglas? Because like look at think think of Shane Douglas in WWE when he was Dean Douglas. Think of him in That's W. You look at. Think of him in WCW when he was the Revolution, waving a flag, beating Hacksaw Jim Duggan in four on one handicap matches. Like when was Shane Douglas like yeah. really that good? Like when he was roided up in ECW, injured. That was probably the best that he was. But it wasn't like he was like that could have been anybody. It wasn't like Shane Douglas was interesting. It was. Wow, Taz needs to beat that fucking asshole with the tassels, right? What do you, are you? Can you make an argument? Like, and again, I'm putting him off to the side for now, um, because I, I just, I feel like I can name a hundred better wrestlers than Shane Douglas. You may be able to, but at the same time, without Shane Douglas, ECW might not have had that same feeling that I used to have. Because again, with his big promo that started it off, yes, when he held that title and fucking threw it away and talked shit on Ric Flair. And caused like that big boom for ECW, and then I also always look back and Shane Douglas in TNA, and he did a great job, the best he could as a manager, supporting. Who the fuck was that team he was supporting that whole time? The Naturals. He did the, the Naturals, Naturals, bro. Like ever. He... They were still good. Yeah, but they no. were only, like short-lasting when he was with Shane Douglas. When they were with Shane, they were only good. No, they were terrible. <laughs> yeah, like Shane even... was the best part for them. He yeah, was but that, helping. But that doesn't mean they were good. That means Shane <laughs> that Douglas made was him good. good. See, that's the thing that makes Shane Douglas good. Yeah, that's that's, that's all it takes is for him to manage a shitty tag team. 
Like if that's the, the case, Conan's on here for sure. Conan's another he name. Be. Conan's a Mexican legend as well, like Lafarca. But that's a name like when I. But if we're doing Mexican legends, I have to put Vampiro on here, and Vampiro's yes. not in the top 100. I'm uh, trying to make that e- explicitly clear. Like Va- Vampiro with hanging out with the Misfits in WCW, and having buried alive matches with Dale uh, with the Demon. Like Vampiro Sting. just he never did anything that was like like even the stuff with Sting. Really was like, hey, we're gonna pair you guys up because you guys paint your faces. It wasn't like <laughs> Vampiro was definitely punching above his weight class, and I'm not sure how. Like, I've watched some of these matches of him in, in AAA, and they're not that good. So I don't understand where the appeal is for Vampiro. Conan, I might be able to make an argument for, and I'm gonna write his name in the tentative pile. But good idea. But like, <clears throat> like who else? And I, you know, there's other names on here that are obvious, like. Is, is this a shocking name? Chavo Guerrero is in the top 100, or he's at least in the, when Kevin puts, like, the poll up, he's one of those names that I'm going to go, hey, what does everyone honestly think of Chavo Guerrero? That obviously should be on there for sure, again, not just from his stuff in WCW with the Misfits. I not What was it? Misfits in action. And yeah. not just, like, his WWE stuff with Eddie and their great stuff, but, like, even in Lucha Underground, he was a pivotal and great part of Lucha in the first season and people should respect that and realize that he's great as singles guy he's, oh so yeah he's on there for sure there's other guys on here like i know kevin and i like what, what are the rule that we all agreed on gino do we all say no tag teams i think we said like the tag teams are not a single spot yeah so you'd have to like be the single the person from that team which is fine that. because i gotta be honest devon does not make my top 100 like i love devon dudley but just when i was thinking of like I, like I wrote a lot of names like machine guns, like <coughs> like name 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 name, and I just was like Jeff Hardy, absolutely. I even sat for a second and I was like, yeah, I guess Matt Hardy. Like I, I when I think Matt Hardy, I'm like really annoyed with the Matt Hardy of today. Like, can we talk about current wrestling for a second, Gino? What sure, is up with the about what's up with the Hardy family office? Remember when Randy Orton beat when Randy Orton almost killed Matt Hardy? And Matt Hardy was like bragging, like I can't wait to show off my creativity once I leave this this prison. And then he goes to fucking AEW and he becomes a lawyer. What is this? Well, again, he first started off being free to have his creativity, being his entire characters from Broken, V1, Extreme, and himself, and Big Money. And now him being kind of Big Money, but having intertwining connections with the other selves of his while but, he's helping these young talent get pushed. I think that's the whole big thing is he's wanting to help these other guys be pushed. So he's thinking if I put my name with these guys, people will connect me to them and that's going to give them name recognition to hopefully get them up yeah, to get people to be interested. Yeah, but you know who's not doing that? Jeff. Jeff Hardy's not doing that. Like Jeff Hardy, you know, he put Just over having matches. He put over Jinder Mahal on main event, but then he's like, I'm beating the NXT champion in two minutes. Like there's And then I, I lose to him in one minute. Like and Matt Hardy's over here, like, I'm the family office, and Jeff Hardy's like, I'm that window over there. Like Jeff Hardy's cutting promos of his life. Meanwhile, Matt Hardy's like wasting away in AEW. I kinda wish he was wasting away in WWE at least, because it was always so fun when we'd have like a one night hardy pop when Matt would come out to the old music and we're like, oh, sweet. Like, it's going to be fun. And then he loses in seven minutes. But uh, but Matt already made the list. And then Edge and Christian were written months ago. Like, I wrote their names down. They they, they were almost top teners, I think. Like, they 
they they were like some of the first names that I thought of. But when I wrote uh, Bubba Ray, and I even wrote Bubba Ray, I have since changed it to Bo- Bully Ray. But 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 Devon Dudley for some reason, like I don't know, I just I just kind of thought even when he was TV champion in TNA, I was like, this kind of sucks. That was the worst time to remember him in TNA, though. Well, he was just TV chair for like seven months, and they never changed. Well, and he didn't care. And I remember, like, website. remember when T- Team 3D debuted? Like, Bubba was really fat, and Devon yeah. was like really jacked, and it was like kind of fun. He was so fucking jacked. Yeah, he was... loved to fuck get cut. He loved to just bleed on his fucking head. That's why his head so fucked up because TNA would bleed every match. It was so like he looked good though, and then like towards the middle of that TNA run, like. The X Division did that feud where the Dudley Boys were like fat people, and it was okay because Bubba Ray was always fat. But now Devon's fat too, and it was just kind of weird. Like we kind of I don't know. Just Devon for me once he once he became singles, like oh gosh, it was not good. He was having you know seven minute TV matches on Impact every every Thursday, and it was not enjoyable at all. So I'm glad that we didn't have to watch any more Devon, but he didn't make my top 100. Like. So I, I wrote this name in in Discord, I think, because this was a name that, like when I was rattling off ECW names that I don't think I can name 100 better wrestlers then. And and to be honest, I'm going to be this guy. That list was pretty fucking short. Like, I know that we all pretend to love the Sandman, but ever since I watched him come out as a surfer, and I was like, oh, my God, I get it. The Sandman, he's a surfer. He is a, he's the worst fucking wrestler of all time. Now I hate that fucking guy. And I'm really thinking this Mike Awesome I think is in the top 100. Like he's had so many like when you go back and watch ECW, he has a lot of like holy fuck matches. Now I realize that's probably what led to his death uh, at a really early age with all the CTE and all the brain injuries. That that would have caused him to do it, yeah. But I'm thinking Mike Awesome, Bully Ray, the TV champion, the the ECW champion that I think of, Tommy Dreamer. Like, I think this is it. Now, here's something to suggest then. Did you even think for a second about Jerry fucking Lynn? I thought about Jerry Lynn. Now, here's Jerry Lynn's problem. His matches were really good in early days TNA and in ECW. But... He never, like, he just, his face, I don't know, he just, he looks like Chad Kroger, like early Chad Kroger, not in a good way. And I I just remember, like, always thinking Jerry Lynn was, no offense to Jerry Lynn, but if he debuted now, he would be on Dark every fucking week. He'd be putting over talent like crazy. Like, he was just an enhancement talent that kept enhancing people. You know, ergo, Rob Van Dam, who probably should be on this list. Uh, you think of AJ Styles, you think of low key, you think of other guys that are on this list that Jerry Lynn made, like Jerry made them look good, but is Jerry Lynn himself a top 100 guy? Again, to me, he would be because he helped enhance stock. Again, when he was teaming with AJ during that time against those, uh, dudes who were with, uh, Joel Gertner, it was great. He's going to help give AJ that push that AJ needed to finally be another champion. Does Okada belong on this list if I don't know how to spell Kusichiko? Like, that was the other thing is I was typing names really fast. I just was like Tanahashi, Okada. And then I was like, what's Tanahashi's name? And I was like, isn't it Yoshihiro Tanahashi or something? And then I was like, I, I was like Kusichika Okada. I, I couldn't even fucking remember how many syllables, how to even pronounce it. But Okada's top 100. He's one of the reasons that I 
like when I'm fast forwarding through New Japan, I definitely stop whenever Okada's in a match. Tanahashi, same. Kenta's not in the top 100, but he could have been because Kenta's really good too. But I think those are my New Japan guys. Like, what's another just purebred Japanese wrestler that you're like, oh, gotta stop and watch this guy? Ibushi. Oh, Kota Kota. Ibushi. Yeah. See, I didn't think of it immediately. I'm going to put him on the side pile. That golden god that he is. Because even today, if you were like, hey, do you want to watch, you know, I have a couple matches from whatever the next NJPW pay-per-view is. It's like, we got Tanahashi versus Lance Archer. Or 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 we have or we have Abushi versus Switchblade. I would rather watch. Actually, that's kind of a good. That'd be a good pay per view. But I would rather watch the first match. I, I, I'd rather watch uh, Lance Acha. But Kota's a good wrestler. He, I think maybe for for me, he's he could get there. But unfortunately for him, like what brought me to New Japan was always like, I mean Kenny Omega and Jericho were kind of what first really got me watching it frequently. Um, that's fair for people who just watch western stuff but then there's when you look there you then see people like Stone Pimple Ishii who could just take so many fucking hard hits to his fucking head and keep going at it well and I always knew I I, I always liked Harry Smith so I did kind of check in with him and him and Lance Acha were a tag team I think for a little bit so I I would kind of watch their matches and stuff there were some guys that I wanted to see because you would hear oh so and so is in New Japan now so it's like dude let's watch New Japan and I would always kind of just skip the Japanese versus Japanese matches because, you know, their stories were a little different and the way they wrestle is really different. Like now I could probably watch a New Japan show and just watch the whole thing. I mean, I've done it. So, yeah, like I yeah, could like watch. The last show Friday was, well, Saturday was really good from top to bottom. Good well, Brothers against uh, Nagata and Moxley was actually a really good tag match. Wow, I didn't put, it's funny like to think about it, but I, you know, there's other guys that I didn't put from like a New Japan that I probably would sit around and like really still sit there and watch, like but, Yuji Nagata, WCW legend. Maybe, maybe a Nagata. Well, I don't even have Great Muda on here, but honestly, Great Great Muda is a legend, but he's a legend in the True. same way. Like, I don't even have Jerry Lawler on here because Jerry Lawler is like this legend. You know what, Jerry Jerry Lawler's on here, but like yeah, when yeah. I when I think of like Jerry Lawler, it really is. <laughs> I just put Jerry and then I put Lawler in quotes. Like I was writing Jerry the King, but I just put Jerry Lawler the King. Um, but when I think of like Tom Lawler's the only loss. When I think of Muda, I just like he, he's for in my head he was really great in his territory and only his territory. Like I have seen some of his WCW stuff, and it's not good. Like he kind of just looks like an older Japanese guy. And then have you seen his Impact Wrestling stuff? He's yes, an older I'm, Japanese guy. Sadly, he has just been the older Japanese guy. Like even stuff he's doing right now, wrestling in Noah, being a former Noah champion just a while back. This year, I think it was. Does Tomatonga like make the list? I would say the best good bad guy should be on the list. Yes, Tomatonga is so good on the mic in the ring. Because now that Even I'm, though, yes, you saw like the God bro, God having a match against the, what are they called? The Dangerous Techers. Yeah, I hate and those guys. I like Zack Saber when he's a singles guy. Maybe Tag that's team. why. Yeah, because they just they literally look like. A mission. They look like a Dusty Rhodes tag team, like the yes. Dusty Rhodes Cup, where they're like, "Hey, do you want to win a cup? I want to win a cup. Let's make a team." And they've been a team for kind of a long time now. Like now that we're just sitting here, like really contemplating like the deeper names of wrestling. Like I'm gonna put Tomatonga to the side, but again, another instance where it's like I really enjoy 
Tomatonga when I watch New Japan. Like if I'm fast forwarding and I don't want to watch something and I see Tomatonga, I stop. I want to watch his match. I want to watch his promo. He's a guy that definitely brings my eye. You know, I want to see that. Um, but, and there's other guys that I feel like have like almost an in my in my eyes, like Finn Balor for me. Now, I love Finn Balor. Not going to say I don't love Finn Balor. But and he's been a universal champion, so he's got like those credentials where like he's been a multiple time NXT champion. He he's been the IWGP junior heavyweight champion for sure. Did he win the heavyweight? I don't believe he won the heavyweight. So, so I no. you know, I like Finn Balor, but in my head, I just feel like this list isn't a Finn Balor list. Now he probably is on it. Like now that I'm looking like if you were like, hey, Cody Rhodes or Finn Balor, Finn Balor, hands down. I'm going to write his name here now that I just said that out loud. But for some reason, when I was thinking, like, really, what has Finn Balor done? Was what, like, what was in my head? And it was like, you know, I mean, he probably could do a lot more, but he's small. So, of course, he has to lose to Brock Lesnar. But can you imagine if he would have beat Lesnar? Like, he could be one of the top faces in the WWE. And I don't know. They, they kind of, like, even with SummerSlam, they're kind of dicking him around. That is true. Like, I mean, they don't know what to do with him right now they had him called up and now it's just nothing yeah there's could have done more in nxt does rick boogs make the top 100 i think rick boogs belongs on like i love smackdown lately like i don't always watch raw before like me and kevin talk and that's normally like i need to watch raw i need to watch raw i need to watch raw and sometimes like i just don't get to it but smackdown's fucking great like i gotta watch smackdown live i think now but i yeah. dude this whole rick boogs thing and I know that I love Shinsuke Nakamura anyway, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, but he was probably already on this list. And w- whenever Rick Boogs comes out, I'm like fucking so pumped. Next time I go to wrestling, I might just go to go, my name is Rick Boogs. I think I'm going to go, Gino. And you should go to a SmackDown show again. Like, I sadly <laughs> missed out on seeing him live because like, I was watching NXT. And, like, uh, J-Tay actually was able to see him live. But, like, Rick Boogs, Eric Bugenhagen was so over when he was starting there. Like, again, even just his charisma going out to the ring, even if you've lost his theme and just him air guitaring and air drumming, it's just, again, his charisma just exudes to the audience. It's just so amazing that he could be in the top 100. But, again, he did (laughs) just start in the main roster this year. I think he's going to win the Royal Rumble. But, but, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, but other names that I kind of like as I was writing shit down, like, cause then I even thought like, oh, well of longevity or even like, look at like a guy like Baron Corbin. Now, Kevin really liked, he liked past tense Baron Corbin. And I don't know if Baron Corbin is worthy of a list like this, because when I think of like the highest moments in his career, um, in particular, like remember he had that match with Austin Aries at takeover. Yes, I do. They had a really shitty match at a takeover, and everyone was really bummed out. Like, I remember watching that and, like, texting, like, Mike Steele, like, hey, that was terrible, right? And he was like, that was awful. And I was like, okay, but good. We won't, talk about, again, we won't talk about that, Baron Corbin. We also got to talk about his truly, truly awful match, the amazing match with Dole Dempsey. That whole <laughs> build-up with the quickest match. And I... the two of them slow wrestling. Yeah, that was a really bad match. Like, so he – but – now, now here's the other problem: recency bias. I love this fucking. All I need is a thousand dollars from everyone here in Tulsa. Uh, I was sitting there. I, I live in Texas. I was laughing my ass off because I, I think even somebody said like he, he was either Pat McAfee or, or even Corbin himself 
Like everyone here in Tulsa needs to give up a thousand bucks. Like I, I hope they intentionally were like, bring up Tulsa, bring up Tulsa, because that made it way funnier for me. And you know, like everybody here, and you know, I mean, you could probably Dallas probably would be a little different, but I mean, Corpus Christi, I just need a thousand bucks, like to really look at these, uh, these lesser cities or whatever, these not known for having a lot of money cities. It just made me laugh. Right. But Baron Corbin, I like when I think of him and remember him and Seth Rollins when they were feuding for the belt. <laughs> It was just some of the lowest rated Raws. It was terrible. I think it was even wild card era. Like everything about Baron Corbin during that time was really bad. Again, not just him and Seth. Then I was thinking back because again, with us getting that segment of that contract signing, we had him and Finn. And that just reminded me of their feud they had for like forever. Where Finn is short, Baron's tall. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's their rivalry. And then like the when the when the demon came out like that was a lot of fun. I think we all enjoyed that very much. But still it was like okay, like you know, like I'm I look at some of these rivalries that he's been in or remember he was the uh, the the acting raw general manager and that those segments were Constable so rough. It was so terrible that eventually like the authority had to come out and pretend it was his fault. Like that the ratings were yeah, they, had the to, they had to come out and like oh we're, we're not going to let Baron Corbin run this show anymore. We're back. And it's like, you know, we didn't actually believe Baron ran this fucking place. Like, you, you, like, obviously, we hated his face. But, you know, it's, why do we, what, what is this? Why do you, why are you guys pretending that it's not your fault that I just had to watch Baron Corbin be the boss of everybody? It's always strange when a, when a wrestler, even like Sonya Deville, like, why isn't she just a wrestler? Like, Adam Pierce makes sense. He's like in his mid to late forties. Why are we pretending Sonya Deville is not going to wrestle one day? I don't know why oh. they're not doing. It. Like I think right now, like her and Mandy are still like promoting and doing stuff with their Demandy's Donuts thing. Who gives a shit about their donuts? What is their what's their but problem? They want to sell. They want to make money. They're not really making that much from Demandy's. Maybe who knows? Either way. Well, so here's other here's other criteria. Like I brought up longevity, and I kind of brought up. Um, almost one thing that I almost get, like the ECW guys get a huge bonus from this, but when you're almost the pioneer of of a new company, when you're the pioneer of a whole new place, you know. So when I think of, you know, you know, I'll I'll throw this name out there. When I think of Daniel Bryan, I think of Brian Danielson. I think of early days Ring of Honor and Cesaro. By the way, is not on my list yet. He's kind of one of those other border names. Because I do give him a lot of, like, I've watched Claudio Cagsignoli wrestle matches in Ring of Honor. And there's other guys like Tommaso Ciampa, who I watched in Ring of Honor. CM Punk obviously gets a little bit of, he would have made it without Ring of Honor. But there's certain guys, like, that, that have made it. But there's, like, when I think of, like, who are the, the names you think of, Gino, when you think of Ring of Honor? Chris Hero. <laughs> See, I don't have Chris Hero on this list. I think when I think Chris Hero, I think Cachisono. I think Cachisono ruined Chris Hero for me. Because how do you get? That's because of WWE, I'd say. No, because again, WWE, they had Chris Hero in his prime when he was in shape. They're like, you got to be bigger, got to be big. But they and didn't mean like, bigger. Okay. They didn't mean bigger the way Chris Hero got bigger. They meant we. But he you... did get bigger. They said they wanted that big. They said the weight they wanted to be at. So they're like, okay. I'll yeah, do it. but they. But he did it wrong fault. again. He did it wrong again. He was like, hey, they said, Chris, you're tall. We need you at like 280. And he's like, got it. 
So instead of taking creatine and just trying to make his muscles heavy, he ate a bunch of ice cream and fucking looks like uh, it's always Sunny Max season seven. Like he should have still able to work. Like he would. That's like he would still look like agile as shit. Was he though? Did you watch any of his Not work? As much. Of course, I watched him in NXT. NXT UK. NXT really UK is what I was gonna say. When he was in NXT UK. UK. I watched some of him when he was in UK, and he yes, they. It was again, bad. I more, I more blame WWE still because of them breaking him down. Be like, you gotta be bigger. You can't be get your dream to be here and teach these people but to they... wrestle and actually be a good wrestler. <laughs> but it's still he's still got big wrong Gino like that's what you're not getting here yes. they, they told Daniel Bryan to get bigger and he like even though he didn't get bigger by much he put on some shoulder muscles in those and like that 2009 era uh, like you could tell these guys like hey get bigger CM Punk didn't get fat he got his shoulders got bigger he got a broader chest they started lifting more weights and doing less cardio like you you know look at Brian Reeves these guys don't want to get bigger Chris Harrell was like, you need me to get bigger? Fuck yeah. I've been wanting to get bigger for a while. On the indies, they were trying to tell me I need to be skinny and agile. Thank God Vince is telling me to get bigger. Because clearly, King Kong Bundy and, uh, geez, the, he got big, Gino. He was trying to yes, he, did. he was trying to get his Big Daddy V on. They, like, it's it, come on. Chris Harrell fell apart. Cassius Ono was he, not ever going to make it. And WWE Cassius Ono. Not Chris Hero. Chris Hero is Ring of Honor, and that's all I see. I see him in Kings of Wrestling. I see him in Sarah Del Rey and Claudio. And and, that's all I want to remember. And, hey, and remember. you can remember yeah. that. But that that is Ring of Honor. That is 05. That's, what is that, 06, 07? And, 05, 05. Yeah. And even, but even all that, that's all he really had. He That was the peak. That was it. At least Cesaro fought Roman Reigns in a backlash. Chris Hero should... He was one of those names that you'd always hear. Chris Hero's going to go up to the WWE, and he's going to be a fucking star. He's going to be NXT champion. He's like Cesaro, but he can talk. So, like, I was like, this is going to be great. And then he gets to WWE, puts on a basketball jersey, and continues to wear undies. He looked terrible the entire time. So Playing first with the WWE was still in shape still had his look had a great promo then left because they're like you got to get bigger then they signed him back so again, first run great but again too short then he came back to WWE and I, I don't want to remember Cassius Owen. New Jack does not make the top 100 no New Jack has cool spots and cool moments and cool promos but I mean come on he kind of sucks like Nick Cage also does he not make the top rest. 100 that's fair like, now here's the thing, Nick Gage maybe not, but here if you, again you have a hundred, you could have some some room to still mess around with. What about Matt Cardona, always <laughs> ready, the real death match king? That well, and that's the big problem here is like there is there are some guys where it's like I I am looking at their entire, <coughs> oh my gosh, their entire career. Jeez, oh, sorry, podcasters. I'm gonna still go from. Being a shitty fucking bro character that no yeah. one really liked, and then continuing that on to make it his own character, with Z True Long Island story getting over, and then to be free to do whatever he wants and to be having a little moment in AEW, being signed with Impact, and being able to just be a champion in a organization known for death matches. And and I like I, that is fun about him, but it's still I want to see what happens 
he needs a little more time on these indies because there was a lot of years of him being Zack Ryder. Where even though I liked Zack Ryder, but Zack Ryder, like I was there at WrestleMania and he won the belt, and I wasn't that excited. I wasn't like everyone else there. I mean, I, I was a Sami Zayn mark that night because, I mean, babyface Sami Zayn. I think he fought Nakamura the night before, and it was his music played in the entire AT&T Stadium just. Would not stop, you know, whoa, like we were just in it. We loved Sami Zayn that because night. because everyone fucking, again, because you being at WrestleMania, everyone loved Gener- El Generico. Everyone loved Sami, so of course yeah. they would be wanting him to fucking go over at Mania, and they would never do it. I'm thinking Sami Zayn's on this top 100. I'm going to put that he down He should. Fuck yeah, him I'll, and Steen. Yeah, him that. and Steen, because I, I, although I, you know, I, I didn't watch a ton of Ring of Honor, uh, Kevin Steen was one of those guys that would suck you into Ring of Honor. I remember I watched one show. It was Ch- Champa versus somebody, but there was a they did like Kevin Kelly was like interviewing somebody in the crowd, like, "What match are you looking forward to tonight, young man?" And he was like, "Bring back Kevin Steen!" And then Kevin like ripped the microphone away, like, "Oh, uh, sorry about that, fans." Like, so I was like, "Is this part of a storyline, or was that not supposed to happen?" Nope. And then People I legit wanted to take the feud. It was so good. And then I was also saying, who's Kevin Steen? So then I looked into it, and it was like, kill Steen, kill. And he came out to like, did he come out to the Saw theme song? Like, So he had a lot of cool things going for him. So he's a Ring of Honor guy that I put in here. Uh, Low-key, uh, Caval. He is a border guy. He's on the border. Warrior. He's a yeah, warrior. He's, he's on the border for me, warrior. Gino, because... He seems like another missed opportunity guy where we had him in the WWE and I don't know, he sucked. He like he didn't it just never worked out for Loki. In WWE, no, but Warrior was the biggest push he ever had. Just one word he ever had to say in a promo. Well, got over. Cuz they knew that's all he could say. And, and like we look at him in MLW, we look at, you know, he's kind of an idiot. He's kind of a douchebag when somebody does a Seth Rollins did that kick to the head, and Loki was like, "That's my move. That's his move. You don't steal you, from you don't you don't miss a kick and then do a back kick." Says you shouldn't even That's be mentioning Cavill. Yeah, no Cavill. Good call. I know that TTS didn't tell me who said that, but you know what, Cavill, you're out of here, dude. Fuck Cavill. Even though, and listen, but if we talk about looking at him with Ring of Honor, we gotta talk about a double. Yeah. Oh, and that's, yeah, yeah. Ring of Honor is not our Ring of Honor. Uh, Austin Aries was not written on my list yet. He, uh, now, I will say when he was the TNA champion, he definitely was like a huge, like, this is awesome. Every time he's on anyone's podcast, I listen. I, I do like Austin Aries. Uh, when he ate that starship pain and rolled out of the ring like a little bitch and to a big temper tantrum, I looked up at Don Cal. It's like, you fucking got what you want? Uh, that was a weird moment, and I, I was, I'm still waiting for the payoff. Because uh, because <laughs> Jumbo's on WWE and not in that uh, that never seemed to have a payoff. I don't know why that never had a payoff. But yeah, I think that's another criteria. He didn't know how to work with Austin, like because he just wants to fucking shoot work. I'm gonna say this, Mr. Anderson, Ken Kennedy, not in my top 100, like just not in there. That's fair. And then his only like big moments his career was Impact, and like that was only because like his feud with Angle and him never really getting that title. For as long as he should have. Well, even in WWE, even in WWE, I always thought like, wow, they're really trying with this guy. Like he had that feud with the Undertaker that culminated at like an Armageddon, where they had like a casket match or a last ride match or some shit. Like it was this weird time on SmackDown where 
Undertaker's feuding with Ken Kennedy. Kane is feuding with MVP. And it's the same feud. It's the same, like, character. When you think of Kennedy and MVP, there's not that much of a difference. And then when you think of Undertaker and Kane, they're literally kayfabe brothers. So there's really, like, it was just this weird parallel feuds were happening. And WWE was like, hey, we're having these Kane and Undertaker matches. We don't even need to have Batista defend his title. We're going to, or whatever they did at that Armageddon. It was something stupid. But either way, it's like, wow, this is like a unique time on SmackDown. They're really trying some new things, pushing these new talents. How come they're both, like, it almost, they were destined to be a tag team. They were like Chris Masters and Carlito. It was like two singles guys, two singles guys be buried at the same time. And then, uh, and then we're going to let them go. So, yeah, like those. Go ahead. And then, like, Kennedy again, he. If it wasn't for some type of event that happened after Vince McMahon's limo blew up, we would have had Kennedy as world champ, but something happened that I just can't remember. Yeah, I can't see Some either. type of event where a died that I guess, but something else happened that stopped Kennedy's big push that we were going to have that never was going to happen anymore. Yeah, what was up with that? And Horns- Hornswoggle, not on my list. Yes, right. Hornswoggle got to be the son instead of Kennedy because of somebody ended up killing their family. I don't know who. Oh, yeah. So that was a weird night for me. Now, because I I ordered that uh, Vengeance Night of Champions or whatever that pay per view was called that year. Yeah, not Vengeance Night Champions. And I remember being a huge Johnny Nitro fan, huge. And even like when he was in Eminem, I was I loved Eminem. I loved Molina, I loved Johnny, I loved Joey. I was like these guys are awesome. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Nitro, by the way, not on my list so far for top one hundred. Um, probably should be, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. I just I put yeah. Shelton Benjamin on there before John Morrison for some reason. Because I don't like Sean's fair. Sean is their world's greatest tag team. And yeah, and in his work, in his work in New Japan, like I, I actually did watch that and stuff like that. So you did that's good. Yeah, Ring of Honor. I watched him in Ring of Honor. I liked him in, in Ring of Honor. Wrestling's greatest tag team. Um, yes. But yeah, when I think of Morrison and when that, so that night of Champions pay per view when he was like the last minute sub and he won the belt, I was like, fuck yeah, Johnny Nitro's the ECW champion. Who thought this would ever happen? And then it literally was like that Tuesday. Like, uh, there's probably been a hundred Bruce Pritchard something to wrestle with on this that I just haven't listened to yet. But the I, I need to hear the discussion of okay, Johnny Nitro's crap. We need a new name. We need a new gimmick. This is ECW, damn it. What are we gonna do? And they land. Yeah, they landed on Jim Morrison, like. Let's but Johnny and, instead of Jim. And even his promo about, like, in high school I won class president, but I didn't even run. Like, he cut this terrible promo about, I'm the shaman of sexy and the guru of greatness. And I liked Johnny Nitro, but then this John Morrison guy showed up. And it took me several years to, like, forgive him because I really yeah. like Johnny Nitro. And yes, you forgave you saw Johnny Mundo and Lucha. Johnny Mundo was great. I also don't like him in the Miz as a tag team. I didn't like it in WWE uh, 27, uh, 2007. And then when he came back to WWE, I was like, why are you leaving Impact to go do this? It's the same thing I have for every wrestler that leaves Impact. Ethan Page, what are you doing? Like every wrestler well, that... Again, if it wasn't for Ethan Page leaving, we wouldn't have Josh Alexander right now. But we'd have the North, and we'd have a tag, we'd have a solid tag team division that wouldn't be just... That is... Can you imagine well, if we had Finn Juice, the Good Brothers, the North? Uh, that is true. So, I, again, there really 
positives with negatives, but again, Josh deserves this amazing singles. And even this single, even this Forbidden Door shit. Like, can you imagine FTR versus the North? Like, yes, I love Josh Alexander as a singles. I don't like Ethan Page as a singles, but I, I, they're better together. I want them to get back together. They're like Santana and Ortiz. Are you going to be around for the big Santana push? Because I'm not. Uh, no, they do need to be a team forever. Like they have like good matches when they are singles, but again, they're better as a team. Chris Jericho, by the way, was one of the first names I wrote. Just wanted to make that clear. No controversy on Jericho. One of the first names that I wrote was Jericho. Uh, DDP was like the seven, like the sixtieth name that I wrote. So he got in there. Um, yeah. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was in the, like the late like the fifties or whatever. Like a lot of wrestlers, I thought of like I thought of, um, just kind of like stars. I thought of fucking action figures that I had. I thought of matches I've seen hundreds of times. And then I was like Million Dollar Man, Ricky the Dragon, Ravishing Rick Rude. Like there's some names that, like once I started like really thinking about wrestling history, I was like holy shit. Like these right. these guys are stars, but. <laughs> like, you know what I'm thinking? I, I mean, I have all these border names. I have over 100 names now with the border names that you and I have talked about. So technically, I could be done. Like, Cesaro is still a tentative name. John Morrison's tentative. Moose, not on the top 100. What? Uh, but Carrying Cross, not on the top 100. That's fair. Speaking of Impact Champions, uh, I'm going to be honest, you know, Abyss, not even in the top 200. Really? The monster. I like Abyss, but when I think of good wrestlers, I like it's almost like do the opposite of that. Like that's that's what I think of of Abyss. Like no offense to Abyss, I liked Abyss when he showed up in TNA in like '05. I liked Abyss when he was Joseph Park, Park Park at Park. I like Abyss as as a person and as a wrestler. But if I want to, something you're not mentioning that you did like. So you're saying you didn't like the beautiful monster? I didn't, didn't like, like the K. No, didn't like the K monster. Like, if I was handing out a Stanley Cup and I had 100 names written on there, Abyss would taint it. I just, I need, we need to keep him and Justice Smith or whatever, Justice Park, whatever his name was on episode one of TNA. We need to keep him as far away from this list as possible. Oh, I can respect that decision. Yeah. Even though, again, with me being an Impact guy, I, I love Abyss. He did a lot for Impact. Let's go through the names. Like, when I think of Impact World Champ, like, Eddie Edwards not on this list. Like, but I know he's a Chris recent. Saban? Chris Saban not on this list, and I love Chris Saban, but Chris Saban is another. He's another person who's like victim of, like even when he won the world title, it was just to pop a rating. It was just so, hey, we're doing Destination X on TV this year. Maybe we can get some people to watch. Let's have him beat Bully Ray, and then he lost it like less than thirty days later. So it's not that like was still a good, well deserved moment. For oh him. sure, I mean it was, so it was good. It was a good moment, but it's not like it was. <laughs> it's not like it was a like a career. Like, does that put him over? Like, let's think of like the who's the TNA champion when you think of that belt. The TNA belt. Yeah, the T, the the TNA one, not the Impact one, the TNA one. Who do you think of? Like, whose face do you see? I guess I would always go with the first being Kurt Angle. Yeah, I see Kurt Angle. Like, do you think Chris is Chris Saban on a Kurt Angle level? Is he even on a Bully Ray level? Like, I think Chris Saban's not even on a Christopher Daniels level. I think he is. Again, like, 
Kurt Angle has said multiple times, whether it be before he came back to AEW and even after, I think he's even admitted that his favorite match still was against Jay Lethal. It's again him really? fighting like X-Vision guys. X-Vision guys are on Kurt Angle's level. And, and sure, I mean, Kurt, Kurt Angle's good. And Kurt Angle versus Kazarian was a very underrated match the first time they ever True. walked up. Uh, I don't know, and I don't know if this is shocking to people. Probably not for you, Chino, since you and I, you and I like this kind of wrestling. Spoiler alert, Rezzy, Spliff McGee, uh, MDK all day. Spoiler alert, Kazarian and Christopher Daniels easily make the top 100, not just as a tag team, but I'm thinking, like I'm, I'm thinking early days TNA. Even to like twenty not like two thousand nine two thousand ten. You go. Anytime TNA was around and they were in it, they were the best part of TNA. So Chris. Again, Re- then if you go with just that, like if you go with just Chris Jones and Kaz again, both as tag team and singles working and early days TNA being over, later days TNA with Ego with Robert Roode, then Bad Influence and yeah. the Addiction and SCU. Uh, then yeah. they would, like reinvent their same characters kind of but still different yeah just being like, able to they threw just a silly gimmick on there like to be able to say wherever they go you know is there something different pittsburgh is the worst town you know they were able to just do something yes, they were able to do that again i love the addiction the addiction was such a fucking great gimmick for that man bad influence resi has rick rude dibiase dusty Rhodes. it's funny dusty Rhodes. i wrote after gold dust like just because I was thinking of names, and like once I said Goldust, I was like, well, obviously Dusty. And that's when I was like, is Cody in the top 100? Like, I just, I didn't put him in yet, but I absolutely was like, I think I did put him in officially since we've been talking. But I still was like, yeah. no, I think that Dusty and, and Dustin, 100%. Great podcast when the host is coughing the entire fucking It's time. absolutely good. Like, I mean, I've been thinking, like, how I can interrupt, like, kind of interject and help you. <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, Dusty Rhodes absolutely belongs in there. Shark Boy doesn't make the cut. Sorry, guys. Um, Eric Young doesn't make the cut. I like Eric Young. Uh-huh. But my favorite Eric Young is an Eric Young he can never, ever. Prove to me honor is real. Prove to me that honor is real. Where is it? I can't even find it. Where is it? Where's Trovo? Where did I don't the, know. Where did my Trovo check go? Where the fucking Trovo check go? Somebody's trying to get me to prove to them that honor is real. And all I think my... that was uh, Ricardio with the hydrate. Oh, the hydrate. You see, here's the hydrate. There's no more drink in this cup, but I am coughing like a motherfucker. Mm. Yeah. And my favorite Eric Young is the fucking Pied Piper of TNA. It's like, I still slap my arms like I'm going to lock up. Like, I am Eric Young all the time. I'm always doing the, the setup for the lockup. Like, which is I love Eric Young and from that era. And then once he became like, you know, kind of demented heel Eric Young, he was still entertaining and still good. And then he went to WWE and I've I've watched the sanity stuff in hindsight, which bums me out that they didn't get a, a better shake of WWE. That's true. They, they like, so fucking much more. All three. Of, can you imagine if Retribution was just sanity? It would have been EY, so much yeah, I better. I would love EY to be with Mason T Bar. Mason T Bar and Young. It would have. Yeah, but they can't dress like they do uh, now. Lee. They gotta dress like sanity. They gotta dress like yeah, sanity. They would look great at sanity. Yeah, too. I really liked that gimmick, and I liked I liked everything they were doing. And it's kind of strange that Eric Young didn't work in WWE because he could obviously cut a nice promo. And I've heard him talk on whether it was Jericho's podcast or Chris's, 
it, you know, I've heard him talk and just say, you know, he gave it his all in WWE. Everybody liked him, and he's got nothing bad to say. <laughs> but it is kind of weird that they, they I feel like they really fucked up with Eric Young but but I don't think he's in my top 100 I really don't think he is I love even Eric Young even with him having this great career resurgence with Violet by Design but he's he's doing but he's not wrestling good he's just talking well because he's hurt like they, yes but that's when he gets back in the ring like what am I gonna do put, am I gonna put Paul Bearer on this list like no like like I'm going through the TNA champions and most of them are on here I'm gonna say Mr. Anderson's not uh, Austin Aries is a bubble guy. Chris Tabin is a bubble guy. Magnus is not. Um, Ethan Carter the third is not. Eddie Edwards Eddie is not. Of, like with you saying Moose isn't. That's that's weird. But there's so many guys who wrestle, dude. Like Alberto Del Rio is on this list just because of what he did in WWE in like such a short time and what he did in Lucha Underground and what he did in Impact, where it's like. I didn't even want to watch Impact, and then I'm here like, oh, Del Rio's there? Okay, I'll check it out. Like, he he's one of those names that you want to go see what he's going to do. Uh, even even I want to see him and Andrade, or did that already happen? Uh, his match with Andrade I don't think has happened yet, but Kenny's match with Andrade did. Yeah, I heard, and I heard that Tony Khan made sure that Kenny got the big W, right? Like, Yes, but apparently like that was made in advance like around April or June. Like they said ahead of time that he doesn't want Kenny to lose the two matches and his belts to that quickly. Yeah, but how could they and have known that that? Why, how could they have known that that long ago? Like, I guess when they made the match announcement, they knew what was going to happen with TK having control as the contract holder and saying like he has control of who when Kenny loses the belt <laughs> any match he loses. And is that why he's like, hey, I got this new show debuting. Let's have Kenny lose one of his belts to to kind of pop a rating. Is that why they did that? I assume so. And then they're like, hey, let's, we're going to save this. We're going to save him, lose the other belts, so just postpone the title change that was definitely going to happen. Right. Like, yeah, like, the, like the, that definitely seems like what their plan was. Was It seemed like, for me, honestly, the first, nut, the first one to fall was supposed to be the Impact title to Moose or to Sammy yeah. Callahan. Like, it seems like he had two title defenses. Now I don't know if those that was the plan. Maybe it was like, hey, drop it to Moose, and then it kind of became, you know what? Maybe Moose doesn't want to be champion. Maybe he likes his character. Like I don't know why Moose has never been world champion. So I'm just trying to rationalize it in my head, and the only way I can Again, do that. TK who chooses it. That's like with us now knowing that TK chooses who can lose the belts to. TK yeah. made the choice to say, you don't lose the Moose, and maybe you that's don't lose the Sammy. Maybe that's how it happened, but in my in my heart of hearts, I fully believe that it was just seriously. Moose was like, you know what? I like being one of those guys who's never won the belt. Let Kenny beat me. And then at uh, Slammiversary, that was when Tony Khan was like, yeah, that's not going to work for me, brother. Like he, he used his creative control, and he was like, no. Let him hold it a little bit longer. And then Scott Demore is like, when is he going to lose the belt? And then he's like, I got this great idea. I got this new show called Rampage. You know how we make history? Christian wins the title. Your your old champion, Christian, is like, isn't he an AEW guy now? Doesn't matter. He's from TNA. And, and now he holds every TNA belt he's not held because he's only held the NWA title. Oh, that's true. He never actually won the TNA belt, huh? So thankfully, because of the unified title, he now has two titles that he's never held an impact. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that, and that's I mean I like him as the champion. I think that's actually a better idea, because 
with him being champion, it, it does bring a little bit of like, hey, I was, and he's also a legend. Like I know that Kenny Omega is, and he's in the top 100. I know that he is a legend, like in our minds. But yeah. like, if, if you're a commoner, if you're just somebody flipping through channels, you might know Christian from uh, early 2000s WWF or even you know uh, even even early TNA when people were into TNA. Maybe he's one of those guys where if you're trying to get your audience back, because their audience seems to just never grow. And I know that's what that's what Bischoff's argument was with TNA was like when he got there, it was or even when Hogan got there, it was, you know, your audience has been the same for three years. That's not good. If you're not growing, you're dying. We need to expand your audience. So they try to do that. Then they drove off half their audience and they've been coming back. I mean, like, I really want to know what the numbers are. People who watch it on impact plus like you watch it on youtube because every time they release those access numbers i'm like nobody has access like yeah people just go on impact plus or go on their youtube with their uh join function they have now the members only shit yeah like there's so many ways to watch it it access is the last way i'm gonna try it like remember they were on pursuit and everyone was giving them a hard time it's like yeah but they're on twitch as well like people are gonna watch it on twitch who can't watch it on pursuit because and I have Pursuit. Like, I know that's funny. People were like, what channel is that? And I actually have it. Um, yeah, they, when they were on Pursuit, then Destination America and Pops, they are like, what's all three of these channels? Yeah, they just, they were always on shitty networks. Like, Why are they on a hunting channel? Once they lost, well, Pursuit, I mean, even though it's a hunting channel, I mean, that's just a cool name for a channel. You can, yeah. you don't have Pursuit to. Pursuit and Destination. Yeah, you, you don't have to make it. And I like to, yeah, the Destination America thing didn't work. Pop TV really didn't work. Like, I know that Pop TV was a subsidiary of CBS. TV guy. So they were like, this is going to be great. And it was just like, nope, this isn't great. This isn't working because you're not getting any money like you were from Spike. And, I, like, I don't know how they botched that deal so much. Cause, and I'm also surprised that here we are in 2021. I'm surprised that with the success of AEW, with the success of WWE, like, I'm shocked that Paramount or Spike TV hasn't been, like, we need to get a fucking wrestling show on this network. Like, you, if we want to resurrect Ring of Honor, they need to get on fucking Spike TV. And it's not even called yeah. that anymore. They need to get on Paramount Network. Yeah, they need to be somewhere, like, again, with uh, fucking, what's it called? With Access being, again, when they first had their deal with New Japan, New Japan didn't want to do it anymore because of them getting TNA. Right. But now New Japan finally wanted to work with TNA again, which is good and i love how that's all bitterness because of okada like that's so stupid it's not entirely bitterness from okada well because of how impact treated okada and then how impact said no to the japanese deal worked with brit wrestling instead uh no yeah oh when they did their their overseas shows yeah like that that whole thing was so stupid though that whole okada bullshit and when you i think okada said in interviews he actually appreciates his time in tna because it really showed him how to not just be another Japanese wrestler like yeah. he learned him. yeah he learned like I need to be a character I can't just show up and do cool moves like I need yeah. to do something and like he says even though he was a, a ripoff of the Green Hornet it still kind of like walked him to the pain maker of like okay I need to be a character or the Rainmaker sorry I have yes. what character can I be I remember when he was in Dallas I wanted to go see him and I just didn't I don't know why I didn't um, because everyone it was a big deal. There was New Japan. Like I went to IKEA that weekend, and some guy was wearing a New Japan shirt, and I was like, "Ah, oh, you probably went to the thing," or like, and I missed it. But yeah, I think Impact, as far as like 
where they're at now. I think that I think Christian being champion is a great idea. Um, but I like he's <coughs> like I said, he's in there for sure. Yeah, uh, now I love Pentagon Jr. He might be in it based off his Lucha Underground work, but I feel like he's just still kind of raw. Like that's that's too untapped to throw into. What about his brother? Though? What about Ray Phoenix? I like Pentagon more. I know that everybody everybody, uh, everybody loves Ray Phoenix because he's a high flyer and he can speak English. But Pentagon, he he's so smart that he realized I don't speak English. I'm gonna make everyone speak Spanish. So him just doing his cero. Miedo. And, like, you know, any arena he goes to, the people are so excited to do that. Yes, they just are so excited to say zero fear. Yeah, and it's fucking great. So, I, like, I don't understand. Like, Phoenix Phoenix is great. I remember he had a couple good singles matches, I think, with Morrison um, or John, also, like, Johnny Impact. Even though, like, I loved his matches, like, and even though I don't entirely like the Bucks right now, but, like, his matches with uh, Nick and Matt, like, when they do singles matches, they were both great. And the Young Bucks, neither one of them are on this list. Like, no offense. That's if if we're doing a tag team list, they can be on my tag team list. I, yeah, I actually, I can re- make. There's redeemable qualities about them as a tag team, but that's with fair. with the top 100, they didn't make it. Like, I'm trying to think of other obvious people who like what EC3. That's it. He didn't make it. Um, Rich Swan. Well, here's another one. Yeah, Rich, since he's getting a match Friday against Christian. What about Brian Myers, who was able to reinvent himself? Kurt and I, Hawkins. And I like now Kurt Hawkins. I like him, but there's no fucking way that I can. I just, I like Brian Myers, but he's also, I don't know, like, he he just doesn't do it for me. It's like, no, I want to root for him. I'll be honest. I want to root for him. But there's just been all this other time is Kurt Hawkins that wasn't good. <clears throat> that makes me kind of, like, con- confused why... Like, like I don't know. The, I love his gimmick, the most professional professional wrestler. I think that's a hilarious gimmick. I like. No, not, here's a question because like I'm actually honestly curious because I don't remember this. When was Kurt Hawkins actually like really bad? Because like all the stuff he's either been like good or fine. I don't With, think he's been like bad. I think when he had the cane, I didn't like him when he had Lance Archer. No, it wasn't Lance he Archer. Had the cane with Lance. Yeah, he was. He started the cane when he was with Archer. That was Tyler Rex, bro. And that's now Gabby Tuft. She no, is a very. He, I be- remember. She's I a beautiful woman. But I recently rewatched this match because I was checking if they ever <laughs> match. Christian and uh, Curtis only had one match. Kurt Hawkins only had one match on Superstars, and he came out with the cane and Archer. Well, he also came out with Tyler Rex for like a year afterwards. Yeah. So maybe that's what, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. And that brings. Oh my gosh. Is this the same segment we watched last? Is this is this from the other day? Oh, oh yeah, this is from the other day. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so I I don't think like Kurt Hawkins with the cane with Tyler Rex. I thought that was really bad. And then when he left WWE the first time around, I I think when he came back, I wasn't into him. You know, face the facts. Like the losing streak was pretty cool. Like I liked that. I. Uh, you know, it's fun to hear him talk to my cousin and, and talk about how, like, he, it was really eye-opening. Like, hey, if this is going to be something, let's at least run with it. And it's always cool to see, you know, the the system get behind, like, a storyline that they didn't intentionally create. Like, yep. even the streak was an accident. Like, the Undertaker streak was an accident. So hearing, like, Brian Myers have that same thought of, like, oh, by the way, I haven't won a match in, like, 180 matches like, you know, I, hey, you have a match on main event tonight. Okay, I better lose. 
Like, you know, like, like, wait, what? Like, I think that's an awesome gimmick. <laughs> and I just uh, remember again, because like, I do check out like high spots from time to time, like their interviews, like he doesn't, again, I love his truths. Like when he just talks about like working yeah. from like SCW days, like how he's grown, like he's been around for like 20 plus years ish working like on television, whether it be from WWE or Impact now. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's worked television wrestling. Well, yeah, Edgehead's like all the stuff he did was awesome. I got a fucking yeah. huge loogie in my throat. We're going to wrap this up in a little bit. I'm fucking dying out here. But, yeah, it's, like, even the stuff he did, like, I, I like what he did in WWE. I, I was so excited when him and Ryder won the belts. I was at a Monday Night Raw where him and Ryder came out for no reason just to kind of, WWE was testing the waters on this, like, between commercial breaks, having the crowds come out and do something. Like, Dana Brooke yeah. came out, and she's like, let me see your muscles. And, like, you know, everyone's flexing. And it was like, well, this is really weird. And then... Lucha, Lucha House Party came out and they were throwing candy to all the front couple rows and then they went away and it was like what the fuck was that about <coughs> and then Zack Ryder came out with his good friend Kurt Hawkins and they were talking about how how they're not booked on the show tonight but you know what they're going to have gratitude because this isn't the attitude era this is the gratitude era and I was like is this a new gimmick they're trying out and, and then I found out it wasn't even on TV so I was like oh what the fuck was that so, I think Kurt Hawkins did go through a spell of not a top 100 guy. It's understandable. Like, again, like, I just, with me getting longevity, since you brought that up, he has longevity and still going strong, making his character work. Some of the best right now, currently being the most professional wrestler. It's also not always, it's not always just me. longevity. It's not always like, hey, how long have you wrestled? Because obviously, like, Honky Tonk Man still wrestles. Like, a lot of guys have a lot of longevity but i mean longevity as far as like when you were on top when you were when you were relevant when you were really shining you know like like james storm wasn't always shining when he was like early days of america's most wanted coming out with cap guns but yeah a little while after that starts drinking beer kind of starts growing a beard out a little bit and you know even when he went singles when he broke away from chris harris it was like this guy's got it and yeah. like you can count that time as his longevity from like from that point to where we're at now. Remove some some spots for when he wasn't in Impact or when he wasn't anywhere doing anything. Remove when he showed up in NXT for one match. Like <coughs> like James Storm has that longevity. Like I don't always think of oh because Abyss was an Impact since episode one doesn't mean I appreciate. I mean I do appreciate that longevity. But it doesn't work in his favor, if that makes sense. Like That does. Yeah, like, there, there's certain guys. Like, here's the name I'm writing down for certain. Uh, Rhino. Like, Rhino, as far as somebody in ECW, someone who I thought could have been a lot better in WWE. I was always shocked that Rhino didn't really take hold. Not, not that everybody has to be a WWE champion, because I think, obviously, like, that's just such a – when you go through a list of WWE champions, it really is such an exclusive group. Jinder Mahal and Rhino is just somebody that I feel like could have at least been intercontinental champion or United States champion like it really was he kind of just didn't fit in there and I appreciated when he left WWE because it was like fine perfect get him out of there he needs to go somewhere else and, and flourish because once he got to TNA it was like fucking Rhino rules yeah and again, like, that's the thing. I think that's still because during that time, WWE just didn't like and didn't know what to do with ECW guys. Like, 
if he had a match against like Bradshaw during that time when Bradshaw was just hating on ECW, he, right. he would have died. Rhino would have just been buried completely. Yeah, and I think just well, you, you look at his work during the during the Alliance. He could have been, or even should have been, like I'm from East from what culture, and here's how I would have booked the invasion. Rhino would have been a way bigger deal. Like he he was the last ECW champion. He should have been goring motherfuckers to a wall. Like and like, it, like he wasn't. If we talk about that, like also so just incredible. The second to last one, who beat <laughs> Tommy Dreamer in the last match, he should have been better. But no, X Factor. Just incredible, by the way. Probably is he's not in the top 100, but he always gets a shout out for me. He yeah. was underrated as shit. He was, he was so fucking good in and, ECW, and it really did suck when he left. Well, he, <coughs> I gotta stop. He actually left ECW, uh, like before it closed, right? Because X Factor X Factor was before the invasion. Like he was one of those guys who joined the Alliance after they'd already come. I think because I remember that fucking. Uncle Cracker song in early 2001, right? Yeah. I mean, Xbox. Was, been, I need to remember like when that came up, but like I remember his, he was there on the last like time because Ryan was the last jam and he beat Rhino, beat Just Credible because Just Credible beat Tommy. And uh, and uh, Steve Carino so far not on the list, although I do enjoy Steve Carino. I think Latter Days of ECW, you cut when it like it wasn't as popular, obviously, like you know just. It, it once it hit e, once it hit TNN and they were clearly kind of watering it down. It was a little bit like, oh, this isn't because I've gone back and watched ECW hard like TV, like when it was on you know Sports Channel or whatever. When they were, hey, we have a, a VHS. You want to play it on your channel? Like when it was that era of ECW, like that shit was really good compared to what we saw on, on what we saw on TNN. Like, <clears throat> like no offense to like Jack Victory and some of these other guys that showed up, but. Latter days ECW was not as good as the early days, but Steve Carino was was dope. I really enjoyed Steve Carino. I enjoyed Rhino. Rhino, I, but I put Rhino as like, you know what? I could see him being on a top one hundred. Steve Carino. I know he went to Ring of Honor, but he it wasn't like he was really impressive in Ring of Honor. It's like he aged twenty years from the closure of ECW to Ring of Honor. Well, if we were talking like Ring of Honor and like his other work outside of ECW, we also have to talk about MLW with the Extreme Horseman. Yeah, but did anyone really watch that when it was happening? Like, was kind of, a guy at least know about it? Besides, like before they had that whole anthology thing from MLW explaining the like, like, history. Like, I've gone back and watched some of those MLW undergrounds, and I'm like, all right, this wasn't for me. Like, it really seems like an XPW. Like, it really is just kind of a bush league, like backyard. Hey, we want to do an ECW show. Yeah, with oh some. Other indie town like good when Jimmy Yang was there and so on. And you hear that Court Court Bauer is a huge ECW guy, so that's why it's that's why you know oh we're we're making our big comeback. We got to go to Philadelphia. Like they it it's one of those like oh this is an amazing you know like oh we love ECW we got to keep doing it. Can't believe it died. So yeah. I get that's why he tries to like but Carino's work in MLW early days doesn't it never it never drew a dime. Broke a hundred guitars. Uh, and that guy probably, and that guy is already on my Double list. Double J right? should be on that list. Anyway. He's on here, absolutely. He's on here for like, I would even just argue his work in DNA. To be honest, yeah. like, he his gets DNA work where he was free to just be Triple H. I enjoyed Slap Nuts. I I enjoyed that. Like, but Don't even in even in WCW, I was kind of just like, like I remember he had a bunkhouse brawl with like Dustin Rhodes, and it was just this weird fight with two guys in jeans, and. 
I just remember kind of like not really digging on Jarrett other than slot nuts. But then I saw the Double J gimmick, obviously, in hindsight, when he was coming out with Tennessee Lee. And that was really, really funny. And it, even though it was like mid, mid-90s WWF where they were like, we got to be real corny, real cheesy. Like, even their set looked like Chuck E. Cheese. Like, it was just, this is a kid's show. Because even Double yeah. J was such a kid's character. So easy to hate and so easy to, to not, to, so easy to loathe. So I, I really, I really liked his work as the Double J character, but uh, yeah, he he's on the list like no matter what. Like he's somebody that I thought of instantly. Juventud Guerrera doesn't make the list. Just yeah, Hoobie, even though he's one of the best high flyers, the fastest that they kept talking about in AEW. But yeah, he's oh, he's best. one of the greatest in AEW history. He's probably my favorite AEW wrestler <laughs> of all time. So yes, let's. Nick Gage and Juventud are those are my guys and. Maddie Spice, I think he and I will save this for Thursday. I have been binge-watching Big Brother Season 19, Gino, like no other. I don't know why. Uh, Tyler Spide is like, hey, watch Low Key this weekend. And I was like, I will. And then I don't know why, but I put, I've watched, I watched 35 episodes of Big Brother in the past four days. Like, I just – I can't stop. I'm, like, addicted. So I've been watching that. I need to know who wins. I think Josh wins, but I'm not sure – I'm closing the chat. I don't want Maddie Spice to ruin it for me. I'm turning off my phone. I don't know who wins, <laughs> and I'm never going to know who wins. But, yeah, that's that's exactly uh, that's exactly right, Gino. I think we did it. I've been coughing so much. I need to go to bed. You I need to go you, to man. bed. I think we, we really – it really helped, like, yeah. <clears throat> going through some of these names, getting closer to that 100. We're still not there, by the way. We're just getting closer to that 100. Yep. And then Thursday, I might help me as well after Impact, where we get to see Christian back in the Impact Zone for the first time in years. The setup for his match against Brian Myers this Friday. I can't believe they filmed like a month of television. So Christian's going to be on every episode. I don't know how they do that. I don't know how they have all their episodes in the can. Like, Tony Khan must have to be involved somehow. But maybe we were just like again. Tony Khan's like, okay, you're gonna be taping these two days, and they're not interrupting with them uh, AEW. So yeah, may yeah. They like have these two days. You guys could be there for these two days for the tapings and come back. And and I like and maybe that's how they're doing it. But I just I wonder what like the planning of like okay, Christian. So on this week's episode of Impact, you are gonna win. So tonight I need you to do this. Like he has to plan around these already taped shows. Or yeah. I think even with Kenny, they just, and that's why there's not a ton of crossover between yeah, AEW and Impact. Yeah, is that it's all pre-taped. So like Tony Khan's like, you can use Kenny Omega, but don't mention Dynamite. Like don't the Dynamite never gets brought Dynamite, up. But don't bring it up too much. Yeah, they bring it up occasionally if it's a big match. I'll okay. do my paid ad. Well, now they don't do their paid ads anymore. Cause I I'm, well, they're gonna bring it back. I bet because they're Rampage. So. Probably. Actually, that makes sense. Yeah, so now they're going to be able to bring it back. So that'll be a good time. But yeah. yeah, I can't wait, Gino. Thank you so much for joining me. I will talk. I'm going to cough again. Hold on. Hold on, Gino. It's no problem. <laughs> there you go. Oh, this podcast is going to be unlistenable, too. It's going to be the best. So I'm glad that you all listen to it live because I bet the replay is going to be just cough, 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 cough. I'm even turning my head, hoping the mic doesn't like pick it up. <laughs> But I know it picks it up. I know that I'm just being ridiculous. It fucking picks it up. <laughs> Every time. 
Every it's time, just be you a know, five star coughing podcast, everyone's gonna love it. They're gonna clip the coughs and just have a whole audio. Oh, I can't wait. I hope somebody out there does handle that for me. So, so it's about time. Let's ride off into that glorious sunset. Gino, I will catch you on the other side, my friend. Thank you for your time tonight. You as well, man. Good night. Gino crushed it as always. I saw all of his fans in the chat. Don't pretend you weren't there because I saw you guys. You were all there. So. That's all for me tonight, everybody. Thank you so much for coming in, putting up with the coughing. Hopefully, it's all gone by tomorrow. I might have to be on push to talk tomorrow with Kevin Cool because I fucking am just losing it. So, thank you guys so much. Get a good rest. Get some sleep. And, again, this Thursday, me and Geezy back together. Uh, that'll, that'll be live and free. Trouble.live slash Vleeties at 9 p.m. Central. Come and watch it there. But if you uh, want to listen to it, like, if you want to listen to it, you're going to have to go to subscribestar.com slash Vleeties. Subscribe, $2. You get all the hashtags and headlines of Vleeties and Geezy. Afghanistan has fallen. You know that Geezy and I are going to talk about that this Thursday. So get ready, everybody. Have a good night. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $1,389 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5 22